0: And welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. One of my favorite books that I like to teach in my junior and senior AP lit classes is a book by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. It's called Love in the Time of Cholera. He also wrote a a lot of other formidable books, 100 Years of Solitude and others. He's a magical realist, and a beautiful writer of excellent prose. Well, today, we're going to talk about love in the time of COVID-19. I think a crisis is best approached by a community that stands in solidarity, a family with close support, loyal friends, and abundant alliances. It's also great to have a significant other, life partner, helpmate nearby, to experience such a difficult time. Being captive in an empty house has already started to unravel me. Um, I'm surrounded by a life here that no longer exists. So I began to wonder what would happen if I got sick. I'm certainly in several at-risk groups. And I thought my husband was always going to be beside me when the time came for my final departure, you know, or anything that would be life-threatening. He would be there holding my hand, speaking soft words and comforting me. I think that he should be beside me now as the world seems to be burning and death seems to be all around us. But he didn't value me, and he made other choices. So how can his delusional false world ever make any sense with this current state of affairs? I can't help but think about what he's doing right now under the circumstances. Does he really want the end to happen in the arms of a young stranger who only knows just a false self that he presents to her and only loves how he makes her feel. Then that isn't love. Is it just how people make us feel all yummy and gooey and warm inside. I want my last moments to be with, with the people who actually know me and really love me, not just the flavor of the month or some new conquest. Anyway, it's been nine months since I was first jettisoned from his life and now he's over a thousand miles away in La La Land living out my dream, hijacking it really, actually. But why doesn't authentic love matter to somebody? We're talking about love in a time of pandemic, love in a time of contagion. So it seems like the superficial stuff really wouldn't be enough, really wouldn't serve your best interest or meet your needs. And when faced with your own mortality, it only seems natural to want substance, meaning, depth, purpose, and especially choices that bring no regrets. I think a narcissist is just not capable of feeling regret or compassion or morality or any of the things that guide the rest of us. And so it is. So after losing everything that really mattered to me, my relationship with my children, my career advancement that I did not choose to have because of him, all self-respect and respect from other people, my dignity, I could go on and on. So facing the prospect of COVID-19 is not something that really even gives me a moment's pause. What do they say about you, the people you really need to fear are the ones who've already lost everything? I think that there's some truth to that. I accept whatever comes my way without fear or trepidation. i figure that it's all in God's hands now. So in a way, if it comes to my door and I don't survive, at least I'm going to be released from all this. Um, If it is my time, I'm okay with it. The sad reality of trying to piece a life together after a life-shattering period of abuse and discard, shameless, sudden discard, is that it takes a very, very long time to reclaim things like joy, passion, and hope. I'm sure that with enough time, I can achieve some reasonable degree of recovery. But just in reality, let's, let's remember, it could be years away. And <clears throat> years for women my age, well, it may be years that we simply don't have. And that is the real tragedy here. It is difficult in times of crisis like war, terroristic attacks, natural disasters, pandemics, all of that. The struggle to overcome danger in order to survive often creates the climate for more romantically charged relationships or at least a stronger desire to connect with someone. Who wants to experience something catastrophic all by yourself? And who wants to face possible death alone? And so there you have it. This is a time that's just ripe for opportunity of meeting and connecting. The only problem is that we're supposed to be sheltering in space, in space, in place. Yeah, it feels like sheltering in space. Um, We're supposed to be sheltering in place. So that just means there's zero opportunity of of meeting this, this other person. And what happens to these newly paired couples who find one another during a time of crisis anyway? Do the relationships last? Well, there are two main theories about brain science that are involved in relationships that are forged during traumatic circumstances. Both involve the release of oxytocin. Oxytocin is a hormone in, hormone secreted by the pituitary gland, which is like a pea-sized structure located at the base of your brain. It's sometimes known as the cuddle hormone or the love hormone because it is released when people struggle um, to connect and then they bond and then that creates something really powerful. Um, in the first theory, Experts believe that oxytocin is released primarily to enhance a relationship and to make that bond stronger. Yet others believe that oxytocin levels increase predominantly when we find ourselves in threatening situations. In these cases, the hormone helps facilitate new relationships, thus having a better chance of survival. It's all about survival, guys. It's it's hardwired into us. So, in a sense the brain chemicals released can bind us together in unexpected ways. So if everyone is sequestered away, cloistered away, there is little opportunity to meet this new love interest. Everyone is too busy stocking up on canned soup and toilet paper. And for single folks, um, they cart their pandemic booty back to their home base Where they just sit in their pajamas binging on Netflix for what could be days. I think someone should host a virtual meet and greet for all solo people who do not want to burrow into their foxholes alone or face the dark days ahead without a hand to hold. Don't get me wrong, I get it. The value of being self-sufficient and happy with yourself because you are whole and complete and not needy, is a very worthy goal. Self-care, self-love, self-parenting, the gospel of self. Yep, I get it. Everyone gives a nod to the need for all the self stuff. But things are getting real here, guys, and the world seems a little off-center right now, doesn't it? While we may not need anyone but our own sweet selves, it does feel lonely isolated, and disconnected, especially at times like these. Maybe you're down with the whole me movement, just me movement, and quite content with yourself being your one and only, but I'm just not feeling it. For me, I miss being the other half of a married whole. Sure, I can survive without anyone, and sure, I can even enjoy my alone time with myself, Like right now, as I'm doing this podcast for you, and I'm lying in my comfy bed in my cozy pajamas, and it's already the afternoon. I can eat what I want when I want to. I can go to bed whenever I feel like it instead of when my partner is ready to call it a day. You know, I I understand there's a lot of autonomy that is liberating, and it just feels great. It feels like freedom. You're the boss of you. But so what? myself cries out for someone to share life with. It is so much richer when you can turn to your partner and say, hey, look at that, or taste this, take a bite of this, tell me what you think, or what do you think about that, or whatever. Sharing experiences, new discoveries, different things, cherished old things, joys and sorrows, fears and hopes, everything is stamped with an enriched depth and texture when you can share it with a partner. My husband and I used to stand in the driveway and we would hold each other close and look up at the night sky and the moon and the canopy of stars and just absorb it all together. These quiet times were holy times and sometimes now I venture out there at night and stand there in my driveway in front of the house Alone, and I summon the courage to look up, and what I experience breaks my heart all over again every time. The stars just don't shine for me anymore, and clouds obscure the moon, and the vast emptiness of space echoes in the empty chambers of my heart. I don't want to experience life or death alone, it feels so hollow and meaningless. So maybe the solo life of supreme solitude is not for everyone. As I shelter in place now during this COVID-19 pandemic, I can't stop wishing that I had a quarantine buddy beside me, a comforting voice in the death-like silence, a love to snuggle with under a blanket to binge watch Netflix, someone to punctuate the endless minutes and hours that all run into this vast nothingness. A partner to remind me of all the things to think about and to look forward to and to be grateful for. So even if a crisis primes the love pump and binds people together, some of us have lost our partner and navigate the situation alone. For us, it's not a chance for a romantic staycation. And for similarly recently single folks, something like a pandemic only serves to remind us how solitary life can feel without someone to love. I will continue to be alone for this foreseeable future if I live through this. And the truth is, I may even spend the rest of my life alone but I hate it. And in a world of contagion where mask and hand sanitizers and disinfectant wipes rule the day, I doubt I'm going to be finding any new love just with an elbow bump greeting and with a six foot distance restriction between us at all times. Love in the time of Corona is simply not going to happen for everyone. well, At least I have my cat. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. Come here. Okay. Mm. Be well, everybody. Be well.